Armchair GM Podcast with Dylan and Chris, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Today we're talking defense. Let's get into it. Well, Chris, how are you feeling about our defensive core this year? Well, I mean, many people that get paid a, an extreme amount of money to talk about hockey and teams and analyze and all that fun stuff um, have us, you know, within the, the top three in the league. So obviously I'm kind of excited about, about what we have. We made a really nice addition to the team uh, this year via trade when we got rid of uh, Chuck and uh, – yeah, it's 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 looking great. I mean, we've always kind of had a, a decent looking defense over the last couple of years, anyways. So it's uh, it's it's looking like it's even better this year. I couldn't agree more, man. I'm I'm fucking pumped, honestly. Um, I feel like we could even, you know, e- we could even get over you know a significant injury because that's mm-hmm. bound to happen. You know, every once in a while, on on our blue line, like looking at who we've got there's some there's somebody on the second pair who could jump onto the first pair there's somebody on the on the third pair who could jump onto the second pair like it, it's yeah i think i think we're fairly deep plus we've got lots of um lots of guys in the in the minors um you know even though they're on one way deals uh you could still bring them up if you need to so let's get into it that's uh, right so, so, so talking about our minor guys, I mean, if we bring them up, uh, I would assume that our, the natural progression would be to throw him in with Tanev because he seems to, uh, be the rookie whisperer when it comes to defense. Not even just rookie, like Hannafin had what, like 200, 300 games, yeah. 250 games when he started playing with Tanev and, and Tanev made Hannafin into, a much better player in my yeah, opinion 100 percent. yeah so let's talk about chris tanev chris tanev the the reason why we lost to the oilers <laughs> i'm kidding well because he was hurt yeah 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 well, it, re- it really sucked right it, we, we we saw the effects of that immediately it was glaringly obvious yeah 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 <clears throat> which is i think part of the reason why Uyghur was even part of the deal uh, yeah. because I'm pretty sure Tree Living saw what happened there, and he was like, "Yeah, we probably need another top four <laughs> yeah. defenseman." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what was it? Stone that came in and, and played with uh, Shillington in in Tanev's absence. Uh yeah, not yeah, yeah it was. And I, I don't get me wrong, I love me some Mike Stone, but yeah. uh, just not not the same as far as um covering for exactly yeah for defensive shortcomings yes we'll go with that <laughs> um yeah but yeah chris tanev you know he, he's made a career out of being a just a phenomenal defenseman that that can cover his partner he's, he seems to just have a great vision on the ice so he knows when he needs to hang back and and get back and um you know, he's he's not really known for his points, but his, yeah. de- his defense is stellar. But he doesn't need points. And that's one of the things about defensemen. I Like, you know, some of them need to get points. Like if Shillington's not getting points, he's fucking useless. Yeah. Whereas if, if Tanev's not getting points, you're just like, oh, whatever. He's still doing exactly what we signed him for, you know, four and a half million dollars for four years, a couple yeah. years back to do, right? That's right. And honestly, like, like he doesn't even do it just through, um, like physical, you know, hitting people and and taking them out of the play. He is so good at angling people off, and yeah. he's so good at intercepting passes, and he's so good at covering specifically Markstrom when when Markstrom's. Yeah, you know, maybe out of position. You you see Tanev kind of on the other side of the net a lot. Yeah, and that's like massively important to me. 
It, it really is. Obviously, he played with uh, Markstrom in Vancouver as well, so they know each other very well. Yeah. Um, they're 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 a very good, you know, pairing. We'll say uh, between goaltender and, and defender. Um, yeah. You know, with with that, I mean, like if you even just look at his plus minus as a defenseman on a on a garbage Vancouver team, he had one negative uh, season, and that was uh, fifteen sixteen, where it was minus eight. Other than that, yeah. he's, he's plus 43 over his career. Uh, That's pretty impressive, especially yeah. considering the teams he's played on, right? Absolutely. Yeah, um, plus plus 40 over the last – sorry, plus uh, 50 over the last two seasons with Calgary. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, like, like there's a reason Markstrom's got, you know, Tanev's ugly mug – on on his on his mask right absolutely that in case anybody's wondering uh, anybody who who's ever seen markstrom's mask and wondering why there's a skeleton with you know a skull with no teeth on the mask that's supposed to be tanev and it's fucking hilarious he's got teeth there's just few and far between yeah well they're all on this you know on the outskirts of his mouth. <laughs> none, none of them are yeah, right in the center. Uh, so so <laughs> now where the puck fits in. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> when it, I, I met I met him last year at a at a restaurant here in Calgary. Tanev? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was pretty funny. I basically just went outside to uh get some air after having my meal and he's standing there and and I and I look up at him and you know, and I go, so Gonna kick some ass this year. Who's your fucking rights? I am. I'm an out of kid. Right? Nice. Yeah, he's he's uh he's 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 shy, but he's not afraid to at least mix it up with fans outside, which was fun. Yeah. Um, shall we move on? Let's talk about uh Nikita Zadorov. So, like, should we just start like with here comes the boom? Do we have an intro song for him? <laughs> Uh, 235 pounds, 6'6", Nikita Zadorov. And that's exactly how he plays. He's yeah. you know, trying trying to lay the hits. He's trying to get uh, you know, people off their game by, by intimidating them. And honestly, he got a lot better positionally last year. Um, yeah. When we signed him, I was fucking terrified because I've <laughs> watched him throughout the years in, in Colorado and Chicago, and he's kind of always been the type of guy who's um and he even showed it last year in preseason where he goes out of his way to make the hit yeah but then he's out of position like massively and he really fixed that i i feel like uh under daryl sutter which is part of the reason why he resigned he he said in an interview right after he resigned um right after I think it was right on July 13th, actually, right when uh, free agency started. He was, uh, you know, re-signed a few hours later. And he basically said, like, Sutter made him a better player and more positionally sound. And, and he yeah. felt like he played the best hockey of his career. So, and I agree. He played much better than I expected him to. I, I will well, fully admit I was wrong yeah. about him. You know, I mean, he had a career year in points, right? Um, plus eleven. I wasn't he, even thinking about that, but yeah, yeah. Like he 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 played very well. Obviously, the pairing between him and uh, Gabranson was amazing. Yeah, um, that was actually one of my favorite things about watching our de- defense last year was watching that pairing. Um, Gabranson's a stud, and and I really wish we could have figured out a way to to sign him. But that four by four and uh, a little bit too much. It is a bit too much, right? Yeah. So. You know, good on him. I, I you know, I, uh, I, I wish him well. But, Me too. But, uh, a really good guy. There was actually a, a really good interview with him uh, a couple days ago on nine sixty. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. They they called him up and asked him all about his new contract and and all that type of stuff. So nice. I, I suggest going to to look on look at that. Yeah, I will for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I was a big fan of his last year. Um, but yeah, him. The pairing between him and, and Nikita was 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 really good. Um, yeah. You know, on occasion they had blunders, but for the most part they were they were very steady. Yeah, it was very few and far between. Considering like like I had a full on diagram of how I expected three quarters of our goals to <laughs> goals against to go in last year, like right after preseason ended, and it included Gibranson and fucking Zadorov being fucking 
way over on the boards and there being nobody in front of our net. Yeah. And Why that, are you at the hash marks? Why are you at the hash marks? Exactly. <laughs> and, and that didn't happen. So I'm re- like, again, uh, all the credit to both of those guys. Um, really happy Zadorov came back. I'm quite honestly shocked that he didn't take a raise and that he chose two years without a raise. I am too. So that, I'm, to, I'm to me, that just goes to, goes to show how much he appreciated his time with Daryl. Not only with Daryl, but if you, again, a, a lot about the interviews right now, but there was a, mm-hmm. a an interview with him right after he signed where he also mentioned like he has played in fucking Chicago and in Colorado, which are two, you know, they're not bad hockey cities at all. They're, they're no. pretty good hockey cities, but yeah. he really enjoyed playing in Calgary because of the fans. That's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, I mean, the fans around here, it's 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 pretty much a flip a coin, right? Either they love them or they hate them. Yeah, and there's there's really no in between. Yeah, I I believe that most people started the season with the hate, um, and I'm and I'm sure a chunk of the fan base came around um, after, you know, putting up you know a pretty quality season. So I, I'm pretty sure people are actually kind of pumped to watch them this year. Now that being mm-hmm. said, I mean. You know, is it going to be a different looking uh, Zadaroff with, you know, with Shillington? Do you think? I mean, it, I just if it's Shillington, it could be Shillington, could be Balamaki. Fuck, he could even play with Tanev. Like, we don't know how things are going to roll out this year, right? There's well, so many different options. Well, and that's just it. When you look at the defense, right? Who got like, you know that, Anderson and 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 uh, and Hannafin? You would think would be a, a natural pairing because they played together for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, obviously you're not putting Uyghur on the third and I don't think, I don't see a reason or why you would put Tanev on the third pair. No, but, I mean either. But you never know, right? I mean, it, Sutter does some interesting things sometimes, yeah. right? And there's also, you know, you could also put, you know, Tanev and Uyghur, let's say, on the, you know, 2A pair where, you know, they're getting the same amount of minutes as mm. maybe a Shillington and uh Zadarov pair, right? Yeah. Where, you know, maybe one of them you always start in the defensive zone, the other one you always start in the offensive zone, and then Hannafin and Anderson, you kind of start wherever there's 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 room otherwise, right? True. Yeah. Um there, there's so many and, and that's if that's how the, the pairs run, you know, roll out, you could always put you know, Hannafin and, and Tanev back together, they were really good together. You could put Tanev with Shillington. That that would probably work pretty good. Uyghur and, and Rasmus, I feel like, would be a great pair. You know what? Um, I think you're right there. I think that would be a, a, a pretty pretty decent pairing. And and I mean I, I would think that they'll get time together on the on the power play as well. If you think they're gonna get two two defensemen on the power play? I I think on the second line, anyways. Fair enough. I, and then who's going to be the first power play? I Hannafin? I still think I would think Hannafin, right? Because he yeah. he does have decent uh, offensive production. Eh, I'm not a huge fan of him on the power play. You're not a huge fan of him, anyways. Uh, and, and eh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> now let's talk about Hannafin. And it's not that I'm not a fan of him. I like, like, I don't dislike him. I just think that he's overrated a little bit to the point where he's going to get paid a lot, and we shouldn't pay him that much in two years. Yeah, that's fair. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you think his contract would look like? Right, because right now he's he's getting paid four point five, well, with four point nine five, which which is a really good. Like, I would think. Six six point five would be pretty good for him. Um, I mean, six. I, I think six point five would be really good for the team. Yeah, but I think I think but, it'd be closer to seven five for him because he's getting, you know, sort of up there in age now. He's been around a while. I would think that I don't. He's not old at all. He's only twenty five, <clears throat> bro. I know, but but he's also played five hundred seventeen games. Yeah, so he's got lots of experience, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I think he's he's overrated because he is young, but he's played so much that I I feel like his development is what it is. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, um, and, that's fair. And I feel like I feel like any contract beyond um, twenty twenty four, when when his when his um, contract ends, I feel like that'll probably be closer to eight, especially with the with the uh, cap going up. I yeah. feel like it'll probably be closer to eight, eight point five, and I just don't. I'd rather give that to Rasmus. I'd, I'd rather give it to somebody else. I mean, Rasmus is signed beyond there anyways, but yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you got three more years worth of Rasmus. So yeah, I mean, that money's not going to him anyway, so I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. It'll be uh, a very different looking team in uh, 26, 27. Yeah. And um, then, and you, you also have to think like he, he, he plays a style of hockey where he's not, it's not very taxing on his body. I think he's actually going to have quite a long career. Hannafin? Yeah. Yeah. So I, oh, no, I, for sure. And I, I think that, you know, potentially if Brad can, can, you know, if he's obviously around in two years, but if, if, if Brad can, can kind of talk to him about that being, you know, you're, you're going to probably get an extra, at least two more contracts uh, compared to some others, um, you know, that play a more rough style of defense. Cause I, I don't, I can't see Hannafin not playing when he's 37, 38. Right. Yeah, if he if he's still playing the same brand of hockey, which is yeah. also you know part of what I'm not a huge fan of about Hannafin is that he's not a small dude, but he doesn't play like he's not a small dude. He kind of has he kind of has the Dougie Hamilton syndrome, but without being that good offensively. Right, you know what I mean. He's he's a big dude. Yeah. He's six so, three, six four, something so like that. So he's Dougie Hamilton without the offensive production and not with not with the uh, defensive gaffes that Hannafin or sorry, less uh, defensive gaffes, but still defensive yeah. gaffes. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But but he doesn't use his body, right? He doesn't use his his size. His yeah. Right. He. There, there's wow. been a lot of Calgary Flames over the last few years that have been talked about in the same in in the same vein, right? Like you know, we just got rid of Monaghan, who who that's one of the big ones, right? Same size as yeah. Hannafin, but you, you know, bigger. Same problem, exactly. You know, just not. You would never know that they're they're six three. You'd think they were five yeah. ten. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, I I get your point too because you know my my feeling on on defense. You know my my. You know my my number one and two all time yeah. favorites. You know are, are Reggie and and uh, and Al. So, I mean, obviously, McKinnis, you know, yeah, just and McKinnis. McKinnis wasn't that big either. He was just no. he just used his body and used his strength a lot more than 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 Hannafin ever. And and again, I don't hate Hannafin. I think a lot of people uh, who who read what I say on social media think that I fucking just have a hate on for him well it's, it's not it's, really it's because you, you actually say it you, you write it out i i hate hanovan and so people oh, go, go fuck yourself Chris. dylan hates hanovan <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's again it's just that i think that his value on on a trade market is a lot higher than his value on the ice and i don't think that his value on the ice is low i just think that his trade value is much higher than his play yeah that's fair um which is why i think he's the perfect trade piece obviously you know um if you're going out to get a a top line winger like we need but uh shall we move on and talk about uh, let's talk about the new guy the new guy who's that mackenzie weger oh that guy the guy who's got 3.25 uh million dollars left on one year and honestly, that's really good. I feel like yeah. his his next contract here is probably going to be more like uh, six and a half, seven, maybe seven point two or something like that. Yeah, I, um, and apparently I that's that. on the way from all accounts. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of people talking about that today. Actually, of how uh, yeah. the the impending extension is is close and and whatnot. And that that's not an official thing. That's just what we've been hearing from, you know, un- unofficial. You you can put it in the bank, right? Uh, Armchair GM podcast is saying 
that other sources are saying. Ex- yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. That, that it's 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 damn near done. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense. I mean, he, he seems pretty pumped to be in Canada. He seems pretty pumped to at least still be on the same team with Huberto. And honestly, one thing I'm really excited about is that he's a guy who stepped into the shoes of Aaron Ekblad once Aaron Ekblad went down last year. And while he wasn't Aaron Ekblad, he was a very good replacement for the time. And he continued, he helped continue the Panthers upward swing towards becoming the the president's trophy winners and actually played a very, very large portion of the season as their number one uh, defenseman. And I feel like that's that's going to work out really good in our favor. If he is a really good, you know, number two or three defenseman who can step in when needed and play the hardest minutes, then fuck yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, he, he played 23-22 uh, last year was his average time on ice. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of minutes. So we, we know we have somebody that can – you know that that can play on on both, you know, regular shift, power play, penalty kill, which we're going to need somebody that can fill in and and take Branson's spot on yep, uh, penalty kill because I mean he was he 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 pretty much made a career doing that. That was really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and, and and he's not afraid to uh, to drop the mitts. He, he's not overly great at it, but he's not afraid to do it, which is mm-hmm. the main thing I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's only 200 pounds at six foot. So he's not a, you know, not a big guy, but I mean, he's, there's, there's nothing wrong with what he brings to the table. Absolutely. Are you, you excited for him? I actually am. Um, And I, I, I kind of feel like he was one of the main reasons for the, for the trade, to be honest. Um, I, I think obviously Hubido is a huge addition um, yeah. but I, I feel like Brad might even be surprised that he was able to get him signed that quick um, yeah. to an extension. I, I think, I honestly think Brad didn't think he would be able to do it. And so I think Uyghur was the one they were, they were truly going after. I, I feel like he was probably going after both of them. Well, honestly, from what I've heard, um, it wasn't even him going after them. Apparently, yeah. Um, they were apparently just given. Right? Bill Zito just called up Brad and was like, "So, how about these two guys?" And Brad was like, "Uh, sure." You know, quickly hangs up the phone <laughs> with thirty-one other GMs. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah what else you got? Oh, yeah, I got a, then, I've got a young the, kid, and you know, the first round pick. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fucking pumped for him. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I could see him being the you know the main reason why we had originally gone, um, you know, not the main reason, but the the main guy that Brad thought he could resign. Yeah, and probably going after Huberto as well, just in order to have somebody to fill that spot for the year, mm-hmm. and then have Uyghur as a guy who you extend. But it kind of turns out to be the other way for now, which I'm not yeah. upset about. And I feel like Uyghur's contract is is on the um, on the horizon. The, I think the, so. Yeah, yeah I, I think they're working on it right now as we speak. I'm, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I honestly think that Brad will get him in for at least three years. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and let's take a second to talk about some online betting. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. As an added bonus for one week, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet for this Sunday. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Rasmus Anderson. Rasmus Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Um my for my money, the most improved player from his his season two years ago to last season. Um, which by the way I called yep. uh, on several and, times. And another <laughs> another podcast that we were affiliated with you, so we got you on air calling it. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, Rasmus is um, you know, my my favorite all around defenseman on on the team. I'm I'm a huge fan. I the, man the four point five million dollars for four more years is an absolute fucking steal. I think. Yeah, it's um, pretty decent. Pretty like, decent. I mean, I mean, when did you sign that? Was that two years last years year ago. or two years? Let's find. I think last year was his first year on the contract but yeah. he extended the year before i could be wrong on that though i can look at it no so he's had two years at, at this now the 2021 21 okay. 22 so yeah that's yeah. i mean at the time yeah that's a that's a good contract i love that contract when you when you can pay your you know one of one of your top pairing guys 4.5 that's that's a job well done on an extension by brad Especially, what was it, six years at that time? Yeah. Like, and this, that, this, um, yeah, he'll be 29 when this expires. So he'll still have time for that big contract, right? He'll probably get like a seven, you know, seven year, depending on who it is, seven or eight year contract for, you know, seven or eight million dollars, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so he, I wish he'd use his slap shot more. That's that's my biggest um yeah. criticism of Rasmus. Cause he was used as the power play guy last year for the majority of the year. Yeah. And he well, was he, that what's that? He, he was way too worried about setting Johnny up. He was way too worried about passing when yeah. and and there came a point there when Stone was in when we were both always being like, man, just put stone on there because at least the puck will get towards the net. Yeah. Whereas Rasmus has a bomb that is very stone-like. He just doesn't use it enough. Um, yeah. He's a much more offensively creative player. He's a much faster player. He's he's a really good all-around defenseman. I just wish he'd shoot more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, that contract is just, you know, probably tied with Lindholm for the best contract on the team. Absolutely. It, it, you know, having your number one guy tied up, you know, for another four years at that at that price is great. You know, he yeah. he, he defends teammates, so he, he's a he's a great teammate. You, he's you a can chippy tell little fuck too, eh? He really is. Sometimes a bit, uh, you know, a bit much. I just kind of like, hey, hey, hey. And you're gonna get yourself into shit here, but he yeah. uh, he 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 doesn't mind mixing it up. He does have a bit of snarl to him, which is nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny. You know, the the sweets that we have on the team and that we've kept, um, they all have a you know a, a bit of snarl, right? They can they can they can get pissy if if need be. Rasmus can, seems yeah. to be the the most in that in that category. Might be something to do with being younger. Who knows? But no, he's he's a he's a he's a great asset to to the Flames, and and yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. He's coming off a career year with 50 points, um, and and a plus 30. Obviously, everybody was a plus whatever last year, right? Yeah. The regular season the Flames had was great. Um, so yeah, I, I expect big things. You know, we'll see what Daryl decides on on who's playing with him. I suspect yeah. it's going to be Noah, but. Yeah. I do too. Do you, do you expect 
an uptick in production or did I I'm I would be surprised if it doesn't get more goals. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean his career that, that high in goals good. is five. Yeah. And, I, he's got more goals in him for sure. But points, I feel like with Uyghur coming in, I, I feel like there's gonna be more of a um spread on the points offensively. Right. Um yeah, I can see as, that. as far as the defensemen are concerned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. So yeah, I don't I mean, think he's going to reach the same amount of points, but I feel like he's going to be probably, a, you know, pretty close. And he's still going to be that, you know, first or second guy. I Well, I, and, I mean, if you really look at, obviously he had 46 assists last year. So, I mean, I, I could see his, his assists still being 35 plus. Yeah. And, and if he can add, I mean, minimal five goals, but I would say closer to maybe seven or eight at least. And I think he's going to get more than 10. I think he will get more than 10 next year. I th- I think that's going to be something that uh, Daryl stresses with him is to start shooting. As, you know, like you're saying that, that he doesn't utilize that shot of his. Yeah. And I think it's a he's fucking to... bomb. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's, it's really bizarre to see that his, his career high is five goals, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's weird because he does have a, he does have an incredible shot and he's not afraid to use it on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not playing with Gaudreau on the power play is going to help him um, with the yeah. shot frequency as opposed to the pass frequency thing. I hope um, so. That's one thing the flames need to get back into is, is, is setting up the, the triangle, getting it back to the D shooting in and mixing it up in front of the net for the greasy goal. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Let's talk about your favorite guy. My favorite guy. Yeah. Who's your favorite guy? Who's your favorite defenseman on the team? My favorite defenseman on the team is Oliver Shillington. Okay. I'm going to go put my head in a fire and make sure I'm alive. (laughs) Did you just say your favorite player on the team your favorite defenseman on the team is Oliver Shillington? Yeah. He's the greatest at defense that the Flames have ever seen. Okay. I think I just had an aneurysm. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. You and me both. <laughs> Fuck. That was painful to say. Ow. So, like how, how does he have nine goals and Rasmus has four? Like, come on. Because, because he plays behind the offensive net. Mm. That's true. That's true. A yeah. lot more than like, like Rasmus will go in there and Hannafin even will go in there, mm-hmm. go behind the net and then go back to the point. Yeah. Shillington goes behind the net and then comes back out and like tries to get in front of the net like he's a winger. Yeah. He goes behind the net and then he comes back out and sees that the rest of the uh, both teams are in the neutral zone going back into our zone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose, you know, you would have nine goals when you don't give a shit about defense at all. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, my, I, I favorite think, defenseman I think is, rough, my favorite but, defenseman is Oliver Shillington. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that's a little rough. You know, the guy does care about defense and, and he does, he has gotten a little better, but still, um, I remember there was uh, games one and two, you and I, went to games one and two against Dallas in, mm-hmm. in the saddle dome. And we both sat there at the end of, was it game two? It was I think game, it was game two. Game and, two was atrocious by him. That was unbelievable. Yeah. And I think it was the overtime or, or the, the, the game winner. I can't remember if it was overtime, but it was the game winner and it was a one, nothing game for Dallas. Yeah. Well, he's laying on his back. He's laying well, I think he was sitting on his ass at the offensive blue line when the puck went in the net, and it was just like, well, that's Oliver Shillington. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, last year was his first has... real season. What's that? Last year was his first real season, as I keep being told by multiple people. Mm-hmm. You got to give him a chance to play to prove you're wrong. He's well, got so much potential. Mm-hmm. He does. He has a lot of potential. Um, As a winger. Mm, I don't nah. know. 
he he does have great potential as a defenseman. He he has a he, he has a really good stick. Um, when he, when he's defending, he he's he is intelligent when it when he when he's back there. But he just doesn't choose to be back there enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he chooses yeah. really weird times to to go up in the rush, or or go like you said, go behind the uh, the the other team's net and piss around back there for a while, and just leaving his post completely vacant. And that's that's not kosher. I I'm a defenseman first guy. Yeah, points come from from the point. They don't come streaking up the ice um, or or. Or for the checking. occasional one, sure, sure. The, like, like if you're a defenseman with forty points, yeah, seven of them should come because you pinched because you because you yeah. went and joined the rush. Yeah, if you're a forty point defenseman and thirty five, I I don't even know how many points Shillington had last year. Yeah, thirty one. So he had thirty one points. Yeah. Yeah, nine goals, twenty-two assists. Okay, and if I had to guess, I'd say probably twenty-five of those points came because he was not in the position he should be in, which is sounds ridiculous to say considering he got those points. Yeah, but as a defenseman, you should be playing defense and joining the rush sometimes, going up in the play sometimes, but yeah. you. Playing with Tanev really, really, really helped him. And then when, first of all, when Shillington got hurt, but then when Tanev got hurt, really exposed Shillington as a defensive liability. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge defensive liability. 100%. And, and with that injury he had last year, I mean, the fact that he only missed nine games is yeah. mind-blowing to me. Mind-blowing. Yeah. But hey. He was fifty fifth in uh, in Lady Bing votes, so there you go. That's a thing. I didn't know that. And Anyways, <laughs> that I, seems... I, I hope that's a misprint on uh, on Hockey Reference, but it just shows there that he's Lady Bing. Lady you know? Bing, How... yeah, because fifty fifth in voting. He because he had fourteen penalty minutes. Yeah, maybe that's it. Damn near okay. a career high. Anyways, so so that's a thing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Again, kids got all sorts of potential. I yes. um I've been saying for years that he should be getting more time. And then he finally got more time and I saw why he shouldn't be getting more time. Yep. <laughs> so yep. um again, I think that that given the right circumstances he could become better. I just wish he'd learn from Tanev instead of relying on Tanev. I, um, I I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Um, I know uh, earlier you were mentioning that uh, Hannafin's uh, trade value is is higher than his on-ice value. And I, I honestly feel after the season that uh, Oliver just had, the same thing with him. 100%. Couldn't and, agree more. And I, I if, if they were to find a package with him and, say, a Balamaki, who I'm sure we'll get into shortly, um, and you know maybe you know middle to bottom uh, bottom six forward to bring in a true number one uh, right wing. You know I'm all about it. Me too. Because um, I do believe we do have defense covered fairly well. We can always slot in a Michael Stone. We can always bring in a Connor Mackey and you know things like that. I mean like Stone I, isn't isn't signed, but he he's signed, as good but, as signed if we want him to be. I, I feel like if if the if the situation arose, I I think that contract could be done in about thirty minutes. I couldn't agree more. And like you said, we've got Mackie, we've got um, Malosh, we've got De right. Simone. I think like yeah. th- there's guys who we shouldn't have signed who we signed, yeah. um, because they need the defensive depth, which is fair. But I don't really count. The guy who's you know seventh at best has depth. Um, no, as no. far as when Tanev goes down, you're not like, oh, sweet, we have Nick Malosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And <laughs> and and the scary thing to me 
is is once you clear out you know the 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 six major defensemen that Calgary has when you're looking at I guess formerly Stockton now the Wranglers um it's not great at all no I mean th- there's some there's some good potential coming up sure as far as Jeremy Poirier who's apparently got a lot better defensively but he's kind of Shillington-esque yeah um and uh, Jan Kuznetsov, who's apparently quite Zadorov-esque, right. but we don't we don't know, right? How how their games are going to transfer into the professional, you know, into the AHL. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to have the ability to go to a few of their games this year. I yeah, I think I might just go ahead and buy seasons because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch on TV like I'm oh. Six hours away, six hour drive away from Calgary. Um, and they don't drive, so <laughs> you're, you're an 18 hour walk. Got it, yes. Um, all right, so let's talk about Valamaki for a quick second because, um, I feel like can I just sum up Valamaki for both of us, real quick? I Do feel like I feel like you can yes okay I, I think you can um he is a trade asset who is losing trade value at record pace and um <laughs> i cannot wait for him to not be on the team anymore mhm mm-hmm. yeah well done on the sum up um <laughs> Yeah. Is that is that rough? Is that all right? Oh. So Connor Mackey, right? No, I mean you nailed it, right? You you totally nailed it. Um, such high hopes for the kid when when he came in. Yeah. Right. And then we discovered that his legs are made of glass. And um, his attitudes made of fucking shit. Yes, exactly. He he was yeah. able to get past the injuries and and was fighting to get back in the lineup. And then didn't got thrown into the Stockton system, and he turned didn't into like a, it. Turned into a whiny fucking bitch. And, and not only that, but for for most of the year in Stockton, he was between the first and second pair. And the only reason he was on the first pair ever is because of his draft position. In right. my opinion, it's because he was drafted sixteenth overall. I believe that sounds right. Let's see. Let's see. 16th overall. Well done, sir. Okay. So he was drafted 16th overall. And that's why they, like, that's why Mitch Love even threw him up there, I think, because Mackey was way better all year. Um, And I can't even remember who Mackey was playing with, but I do remember I watched the last three games of Stockton's, um, playoff run yeah and valamaki was so underwhelming he was i was honestly after a couple years of kind of not being the biggest valamaki fan anymore i was going in with high hopes watching i i was like specifically trying to watch valamaki to see if he still had that flair that i was excited about when we drafted him and then that uh, when he went back to uh, Europe that one year and wore that stupid gold helmet for being the player of the week or whatever the fuck it was. Right. Um, I was really excited to see some of that. Yeah. And I saw none of it. All I saw was flat play, slow skating, and um, honestly, good reads. But his biggest issue I find is that he reads the play well but then he second guesses himself and then it's too late to make that play and then he yeah. tries it anyway I think I think one of the things that that as Flames fans we all kind of understand with our system there's been a few times where we've rushed the development and I yeah. truly think Yuso is fallen victim to that 
because he played three seasons uh, in uh, Tri-City, the WHL, and just lit it up as a defenseman and then immediately made the Flames. He should have been in the AHL for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, he played, at, played at least half a year, at least. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. he played. He played his. He played twenty four games for the Flames and twenty games for Stockton, um, but that's that's the year that he had his big injury, and then and that really hampered him because he did look really good that year, even when he was up with the Flames a little bit too soon. I still thought he looked good that year. Yeah, yeah, he lo- he looked okay. Twenty four games, three points, opposed to when he's in Tri City the year before. 43 games and 45 points and 60 games and 61 points. Like, like he was ripping it up, but obviously, you know, the, the natural progression should have been play two seasons for Stockton, get acclimatized to actual pro pro hockey when you're playing with bigger men and, and, and learning that learning the flame system, I think would have done a world, the world of difference for, for you. So, but alas, here we are kind of talking to talking about his fall from grace. So I mean and and to be fair on on his account there at that time the coach was I want to say Glenn Galitzen and the the coach in the minors was was that still Jim Playfair back then like oh like, god um it was it wasn't a good coaching situation Whereas I feel like now, if he was still 20, 21, how old is he? He's 23. So if he was still 20, if he was 19, 20, the coaching system that we have now where they really try and preach Souther's system in the minors and they have a really good coach in Mitch Love that does it and sends guys up already knowing the system, I feel like that would have really helped Uso back then but he kind of again fell fell victim to not only coming up too fast but also to um not having good development right coaches right and um yeah yeah no for sure and then that makes a ton of sense and and no jim playfair was not the coach down there three no. four years ago um <clears throat> Who was it? Did you, did you figure it out? Or? I didn't even look to see who was oh. the coach, but uh, I don't think it was it. Because how – so so we got Love there now. Was it Ryan Huska before? Yeah. It would have been him. Yeah. See, I, I don't mind Huska, but – Not at all. But Huska was also, um, you know, I believe the minor coach throughout the whole – fucking Bill Peters thing and the whole Glenn Galutzen thing and the whole Jeff Ward whatever the fuck that was thing. Oh, the not coach. Got it. Yeah. The not coaching. It doesn't help. Well, let's quickly do you want to talk about uh, Connor Mackey? I mean we can have a quick conversation about the kid. Um, I've been really disappointed in, in his very limited amount of games he's been able to get in, which kind of surprises me, especially with, with the injuries and stuff. And, you know, obviously I'm, you know, Michael Stone uh, fills that role fairly well as the, uh, as the true, you know, seventh defenseman. Mm -hmm. But in the last two seasons, he's played nine games. He has, however, managed to pick up four points and is, and is a plus two in the nine games. Um, He's, I I really like his game. I do. I you know for he's he's a smaller guy as far as weight, so he's super thin. Um, at six two, so I mean I think if he he needs to fill out a bit. He's got but that he, Jay Bomeister. Yeah, fucking, he does. Like he's twenty six yeah. years old, and at six two, he he should be pushing like two oh nine. He's twenty six. Hey. Yeah. He's yeah. older than Hannafin, Anderson, Shillington, Thalamaki. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But he's he's only just got into professional hockey last year, so. Yeah, I was going to say he was never drafted. So Yeah. Um I 
I like the kid, and I really hope that we can figure out a way to get him going in the system. Me too. He's he really he was one of the best defensemen in the AHL last year, and I'm not just saying in Stockton. Right. He was one of the best defensemen in the AHL last year. Yeah. Um. I feel like if that thing happens, where, um, you know what you you were talking about, where like a Shillington and a Balamaki get packaged up with someone, or it's you know in order for us to bring in that winger we need. I do feel like Mackie is that natural fit to come up mm-hmm. and yeah. and actually get like, you know, between 40, 50, 55 games. Um, that would be great. I, I think he deserves it. I think he's, you know, I remember he came up, uh, I think it was last year he came up and played a couple, uh, a couple games and, he played one really, really good game and then played one like average game and then played a not so good game. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. that's that that was just three games. Like he hasn't had the chance. He hasn't had a chance. No, exactly. I don't think he has either. And if even if you look at his two years, his last two years in Stockton, um, 27 games in uh, 2021, three goals, 13 assists. Uh, that's six, pretty fucking good. That's pretty good. Not bad for a, a debut season. Yeah. Uh, with with sixteen penalty minutes. Nope. 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 Thirty three penalty minutes. My apologies. Oh. That's, yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Um. And then last year, fifty three games, thirty six points, five of them being goals, thirty one assists, yeah. eighty three penalty minutes. So I feel I'll, like a lot of. I feel like a lot of what happened um, last year and why he didn't play so many games maybe in the AHL is because he sat in the fucking press box in the, in the NHL quite a bit. Oh, 50, 53 is pretty decent for the AHL. It's good, but it's not as many as maybe he should have. Yeah. Because he was sitting in the press box. Yeah. He was sitting in the press box box in Calgary, but I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what is the, uh, what is the normal season for uh, for the AHL? How many games do they play? Is it like 64? I, th- I think it's something like 70-ish. You, you're, you might be right. I'm not positive. I'm not, I'm not an AHL aficionado. <laughs> right. I'm just, yeah, I mean, you, you got to think like Valimaki only played 35 last year. Yeah, I mean, he was also in the press box a lot, though. I think he was in the press box even more. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Plus, I think Valimaki also started the season with Calgary before Shillington. I think it was like two or three games, but Shillington yeah. ended up taking that spot pretty fucking quickly. And then Valimaki yeah. got sent down. Right. And I pretty sure, did he go through waivers? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and nobody took him. So what does that say? Well, I mean, it just kind of reaffirms what you've been saying. Yeah. Shall we do a quick little... um, How do you do on Mr. Markstrom and Mr. Vladar? Mr. Vladar. Mr. Markstrom. Well, yeah, why not? Might as well. I mean, that's really your, your best defense. It really is. So, Vladar, as a backup, played 23 games. And won 13 of them. Lost six of them. Lost two of them in OT. Um, Obviously, his game games played is um, more than the grand total of all of that because he... Also ended up, you know, coming in and um, as a backup does coming in and relief of Markstrom a couple of times. Yeah, but he started nineteen games and won thirteen of them as That's a backup and as a guy who honestly the, the year before, uh, I believe in Boston, I think he only played like four or five games. Yeah, so. Winning thirteen of nineteen games in the NHL in your first 
season as an as a backup is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, and his attitude is fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is what you need out of your, you know, the guy who's warming the bench most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. The year, the year before with Boston, he was uh, five games, two wins, yeah. two losses. And then, yeah. And honestly, he really impressed me when he played for Boston. I, I think I watched two of those games and he really impressed me when he played for Boston. So yeah. I was pumped when we got him, uh, you know, 2.75 goals against 906 save percentage. Um, yeah. I mean, those are above average backup numbers. Yeah. They're not great. They're not bad. They're just above average. And for, you know, if guy in his first season, that's fucking wonderful. Right. He will step up more next season. He'll probably play another five games, six games, I think, probably than he did last year. Yeah, I would think. Um, I mean, I would hope. Yeah. Was a really good tandem with Markstrom. Seemed to get along with everybody on the team, which is big. Um, and yeah. Big, would- big kid, too. He is a big kid. I, I would hope. I mean, in my ideal world, he he plays fifteen more games next year. But we all know what Sutter does with the uh, with their number one goalie, right? And Markstrom too is that guy who wants to play more. Yeah, you know, he even said in an interview the other day with Elliot Friedman, he's like, yeah, I I played a lot of hockey last year, but I want to play more next year. Right, but, <laughs> and, and he's thirty two years old, so he needs to just. Slow his roll a little bit. Absolutely. Um, because we need him for the playoffs and we need him not to let in that fucking glove low goal oh. he let in like 13 of against the Oilers. A foot above a foot below. How many times? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um I mean that might be what happens when you play 63 games in a season, right? Exactly. Let's talk about him. 63 games in a season. 922 save percentage, elite. Yep. He, two, uh, 2.22 goals against, elite. Nine shutouts, elite. Yep. Fucking 37 wins, elite. Yep. We have ourselves yep. an elite goalie making $6 million. You happy? I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy. Yep. <laughs> but you also know my criticisms uh, when we first picked him up, and I was like, I do. And, and I know you're going to tell everyone about it. So no, I'm going to leave it alone because I, <laughs> I, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to say I was wrong. He had a, he had a very good season. He had career numbers in every aspect last year in one season at 32 years of age. And last year before, or sorry, not last year, the year before last when he got hurt or before he got hurt, he was really fucking good too. So, Right. When when we talk about Mangiapane, and that's the problem with Markstrom is his yeah, health. When we talk about Mangiapane and how good last year was from start of the season to the thirtieth of November, it was elite. Yeah. And then after yeah. after that, it was a fall from grace, which is exactly what happened to Mark Markstrom last year, or not? I guess two seasons ago, two, two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and, at nine nine oh four save percentage, and you know, two sixty six is still a pretty decent goals against. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit him on. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that was when, when that started happening, that's when I started saying, you know, this is what I was talking about, right? Here we go. And again, I think Markstrom had that thing two years ago that Monaghan's had for the last couple of years where he's like, Oh no, I'm good to go. I'm going to play more. I I, I need to play. I'm, I'm healthy. And he the, shouldn't have because the, the that, team needs that cost me. the team. Yeah, exactly. Right, and it, don't get me wrong; that's a great attitude to have, but it's also like you need to know when you're not healthy. You need to know when you have, you know, a backup who's, you know, he didn't the year before, but he, you know, when you have a backup who's, you know, th- got 13 wins in 19 games, yeah. maybe you can be like, "Hey, I'm gonna take the night off." Who was the backup in two years ago? Um, how do I not know that? Right. 
As soon as you <laughs> said the backup, and I'm like, yeah, who the fuck was that? That's a good question. Fuck, I'm blanking. <laughs> do you do you have it up? I don't. Fuck. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. Now it's gonna bug me. I gotta find out. Yeah. Don't worry, I got it up. Do you? It was Riddick and Deming. That would have been last year. Yeah. No, Riddick got traded halfway through that year. He played 12 games. And Deming played one, and Zagadulin played one. That was the 53-game season or whatever, I think, too. Yeah. So Markstrom only played 43 games that that year. Yeah. And Riddick played 12, Deming played one, and Zagadulin came in in, um, in relief of somebody once. But, yeah, like, that's why, because Deming was the backup for most of that season, and and Markstrom played all of the games because Deming was too busy um not being able with to his play. online YouTube chef thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. He seems like a good kid, don't get me wrong, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and like he's got the good attitude that that we praise Vladar for. He just doesn't have the, you know, being backup goalie thing that Vladar does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then it's again, just, you know, the team kind of sucked that year too. Like what do you mean? Dominic Simone that year, like fuck. Hey, he was great. Zach Ronaldo, Buddy Robinson played nine games. Nesterov played fucking thirty eight games. You know what? Let's end this conversation. Byron Phrase. You want stop me to keep it. going? Fucking Derek stop Ryan. It. God's sake. Sam Bennett. Fuck. Uh, Josh Levo. AHL player you know of what? the year. Josh I, Levo. I wanted to bring Josh back. For the I, AHL? No. No. At League at Leagueman, he, he is serviceable. Yep. And and you know what? Brought Richie too. I can't. At Leagueman, those guys are the problem is I feel like the reason why guys like that get shit on by the fan base so much is because we were looking for that right winger for so long and now we're back looking to for that right winger. Yeah. But we were looking for that right winger for so long. And then due to no fault of their own. Levo and Richie were both tried with Monahan and Gaudreau. Yeah, Levo, and Levo was. They a should have never been because neither of them are top six forwards. Right. So they're not even middle shit on six them forwards. because they were put in a position to fail. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Well, now that we're all depressed talking about Richie two years and ago. Levo <laughs> two years ago, fucking hell. Dude, killing me. Um, circle back. What What is your thought? Because I I gave my thought when we opened the show on uh, on our defense and how excited I was. What is your feeling? Where Where do you Where do you feel they're going to be sitting as far as defense? Um, who do you think is going to be our pairings? And and what is your true assessment of what we have on the blue line? I truly think that there's a move coming um i find it really hard to uh and i'm not trying to cop out i'm still going to make pairings for with what we have but um i find it really hard to make pairings because i feel like you know whether it be a hannafin or whether it be you know maybe they can't sign Uyghur and they choose to move him maybe it maybe they um surprise all of us and trade Anderson or maybe maybe they trade Shillington or whatever. I feel like there is a move because we need a winger and we have so much defense. Yeah. But if it were me, I would probably go with um 
Tanev and Hannafin. Okay. And, and and like again, that'll be the ones you know the defensive first pair, yeah. and then the offensive first pair you probably throw out, um, you know, Anderson and Weger, yeah, and then when you absolutely fucking have to, you throw out <laughs> Sadarov and Shillington. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? That won't be a bad pair. I don't think that'll be a horrible pair because I think Zadarov got a lot better defensively. But I still think that Shillington needs that handhold. And I just don't think Tanev will be available because you can't give Tanev as few minutes as you're going to give Shillington next year. Right. No, I agree. Um, I think it's interesting that you you threw... Uh, Mackenzie Weaker in for the offensive role, even though Noah had more points than he did last year. Yeah, I, I, I want Noah. If he's going to be on the team, I want him playing with Tanev. Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, he had a hell of a year with them the year, the year before, right? They they didn't get scored on five on five for how long? Yeah, I think. But it was, was it like, like fucking half the year? Well, it was three quarters of the way through January. Yeah. So it like, was like, yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, an unreal stat. Yeah. I no. would not mind having them playing together again. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I feel like Uyghur playing with Anderson might, might boost his offensive stats. And also Uyghur, like who was he playing with last year? Forcing? For for most of the year, like he played with Ekblad for a bit, but Ekblad had a broken leg for half the year, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, was it Forsling? Was it like like who else did they have? Radko Gudis? Like right? Like I would not be surprised if Florida falls out of the playoffs. You, Honestly, you know you're doing something wrong no on defense. defense when when uh, Gudis is in your top four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he's there to punch faces and right. and and fucking looks scary. He kind of looks like you, except with less teeth. Huh. Well, fuck you too, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, at least you got some teeth. Yeah. Well, at least I've got some teeth. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. On that note, I just want to. Uh, Make sure everybody remembers to uh, hit that subscribe, give us a share, like, follow, all the fun stuff. You know what? Uh, give the us algorithms your defense pairings like. too. Yeah, and some trade trade uh, offers you think might happen. Some uh, you know projected trades as well as far as defensemen for for wingers. Yeah, absolutely. So, armchair GM podcast, hockey Just podcast w- network. Hockey Podcast Network. Just talk defense for the Calgary Flames. That's it for us today, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.